Hi, John. How are you doing? Hey, Andy. I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, all right, considering everything. We know it's a really tricky time right now, isn't it? I think it is for most of the populations of the world. Yeah. So we wanted to share some really, really great news and some not so great news with you all straight away. Shall I start with the bad news, John? Start with the bad news. Bad news is that due to the fact that we can't get our actors safely into a studio together, we are going to delay season four of Wooden Overcoats. And we don't want to put out a version of Wooden Overcoats that isn't as good as it could be. However... However The good news is that right now there is a brand new episode of Wooden Overcoats for you and you're listening to it. We've done this in aid of the World Health Organization's COVID-19 Response Fund. If you're listening to this and you wanted to contribute to help make the world a better place right now, please head to covid19responsefund.org and give whatever you can because we all appreciate it that being out of this would be a wonderful thing for everyone. Yeah, and this is a fund that supports people at home and around the world. That's a covid19responsefund.org. Please give what you can. And in the meantime, please enjoy this brand new episode of Wooden Overcoats. Wooden Overcoats by David K. Barnes. The Trouble with Rudyard. This is incredibly important. Rudyard, where the hell have you been? We sent you out to buy the milk hours ago. Oh, who cares about milk? We've still got some left over from January. Yes, I hacked a lump out of it for my coffee this morning, but we ought to have milk that can move, Rudyard. I'm not having that argument again with you, Antigone. Now, listen very carefully. I need you to get Georgie for me. Would you do that? Georgie isn't here. She's with the council. Well, then you'll have to ring the mayor's office, won't you? Off you go. Quickly. Get, get, get her to call me right away. Wait a moment. How can I get her to call you when I don't even know where you are? Improvise. No! Tell me where you're calling from. I can't tell you that. Why not? It's a secret. I can't get George to ring you then, can I? Damn! All right. But you mustn't repeat this to anyone. Even Georgie? Yes, of course, Georgie. But nobody else. What about Madeline? Well, yes, yes. If you have to. What about Bill? No, not not Bill. Who cares about Bill? He's right here. Hello. Look, just keep it as quiet as you can. I need Georgie's help because... I have fallen down a well. You've fallen down a well? But so loud. That was just same volume. Just shut up and listen. Yes, I have fallen down a well. You've fallen down a well! For God's sake, yes, I've fallen down a well. But if you've fallen down a well, how can you be talking to me right now? With the telephone. The well has a telephone? Yes, the well has a telephone. But why has the well got a telephone? To help people who get trapped down the well. But if you're in a well, shouldn't there be loads of water? 
No, if the well was full of water, then the telephone wouldn't work. Use your brain, Antigone. Right, right, right. So, you fell down a well. I was pushed. You were pushed? Well, it felt like a push, or it could have been a shove. But who would do something like that to you? Was that question rhetorical? Yes. You're right, it could have been anyone. But the question is, how is Georgie going to get me out? Finally, yes, do that. She's great at rescuing people from situations like this. <laughs> I remember that time you fell down a mine shaft. So do I, Rajad? I was the person it happened to. Yes, but I tell it better. Oh. Look, before I go away, you're not hurt, are you? No. Something broke my fall. I think it was a Bruno mattress. From Bruno's sleep. No, stop! We're not going through that again! Look, just get off the phone and call Georgie. Go, go, go. Yes, right. I'm doing it. Thank you. That was quick. Now look here. Georgie. Rats, wrong number. Antigone! Yes. I was calling the cinema. What for? I don't believe it! Just because your day's been ruined doesn't mean mine shall be too. Antigone, will you get me out of this well? Why do you have somewhere best to be? Ah! Well, she knows the answer is no. Georgie, hello. Hey, Rajad. Georgie, at last, where are you? What's happening? In fact, what time is it? I've been down here six hours. Yeah. But, but didn't Antigone call you? If I've been betrayed again, she won't get away with it. Sir, relax. She phoned me ages ago. I'm on it. In that case, what's the hold-up? I can't suffer this much longer. I'm getting very cold. And I'm hungry. There should be an emergency ration of biscuits under the telephone. Have a look. Yep, found them. Oh, wagon wheels. What are you talking about? They're great. Oh, marshmallow. Mate, just eat around it. I'm trying. Oh, I'll just have to grit my teeth and bear it. You can't grit your teeth and eat at the same time. It's one or the other. Now choose. Okay, fine. At least I won't starve to death. Now, how about getting me out of here? Here's the thing. The trouble is that while Antigone was telling me what happened to you, the council couldn't help but overhear the conversation. Right. And now they're debating. Debating? You mean the best way to rescue me? More like whether they should help you out or leave you down there. What? They can't do this to me? I mean, for what it's worth, I think they ought to help you, but I know that's a minority opinion. 
I should have realized. Those jackanapes. After all I've done for this village. I gave that council 11 years of my life, and now they're hanging me out to dry. But mark my words, Georgie, I will have my revenge. You've had it before. Then I'll have it again! Look, we're not beaten yet, sir. Someone's fighting your corner, even as we speak. Is it you? Even I can't be in two places at the same time, sir. I bet you can. You got me. I'm actually great at being in two places at once, but right now, think of someone closer to home and across the square. And his name's Eric. You don't mean Chapman! He must have an ulterior motive. That man is always scheming. Maybe. But he has been speaking on your behalf for over an hour now. Listen. You all think I'm licked. You all think I'm licked. Well, I'm not licked. And I'm going to stay right here and fight for this lost cause. Somebody will listen to me. He sounds like he's doing terribly. Nah, he's just quoting loads of old films. Here. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! <laughs> The mayor's really going for it. Lady Templar's on the fence. No. No, she's broken it. <sighs> Outstanding. So all I can do is just sit back and do nothing. With my fate hanging in the balance. Chin up, Rudyard. I won't let you down. And look on the bright side. At least everyone's talking about you. As well they might. What's it like down there, anyway? I've never been down in well before. You could say, I'm well gel. <laughs> Stop punning. It's murky and wet. No, slimy. The word is slimy. How oh, brilliant. You won't go hungry then. I'm not going to eat slime. I'll give it a few hours, sir. Keep your options open. Oh, something's happening. Yep, Eric's nearly done. Here I stand. In the light of day, let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. Thank you. Yep, done. Got run, sir. What do you think? Do they look happy? Merciful. I'll let you know. Back in a sec. Georgie, wait, you can't leave me. Georgie, I want to find out in real time. Georgie. Does nobody care about my feelings? Oh. Now look here, Georgie, what's the verdict? Oh, hey, Rudyard. What? Bill? Yeah, I, I just thought I'd ring up and see how you were. Oh, well, I'm... I'm fine, Bill, thank you. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. And how are you? Yeah, well, not too bad, thanks. Good. Good, well, thanks for calling. I really must get off the line now. Oh, no worries. Yep. Your Tanya says hi, my... Goodness sake, you get famous and they all want a piece of you. Okay. This had better be Georgie. Afraid not, Rudyard. Chapman. Wait, hang on a moment. Chapman! Yes, that was satisfying. Now, what have you got to say for yourself, Chapman? Is the council going to help me, or not? I have to admit it was a difficult sell, but I reckon I've won a round on this one. The Reverend was giving encouraging signs, and I think a good old-fashioned bribe could swing it. <sighs> Great. So how long until they rescue me? Half an hour? Less? Yeah, no, that's the bad news. 
What bad news? Did the council want to sleep on it, so they're deferring their decision till tomorrow. But I'm going to be stuck down here all night. Yes, I know. It's not ideal, is it? You're telling me! I submitted a proposal to speed things up, but the mayor doesn't always read everything he's given. He's usually kept very busy. No, he isn't! No, he isn't, but he is hosting a blackjack tournament this evening. You're invited, if that's any consolation. Oh, well, if I can climb out with my bare hands, I'm sure I'd love to come. Great! I'll let him know. Oh, there is some good news, though. Yes? What is... what? You've gone down in piffling history as only the second person to get trapped down that well. You can stick that in your archive. Is that a threat? No, I mean you can actually put this in your new archive project for the council. The first was the 12th Duke of Little Piffling over 300 years ago. And did they get him out? Oh, no. He died down there. I see, yes. In fact, your ancestors probably buried him. <laughs> That's a win. Yes, I think I've just found the Duke's headstone. He died as he lived. Terrified. In the name of Chapman, what am I supposed to do? I've eaten my emergency wagon wheels and I could starve at any moment. Don't worry, Rudyard. We're going to lower you down some essential supplies. Food, drink, blankets. Lower them down? You mean by a rope or something? Yes, that's right. So why don't I just climb out of here with the rope? Oh, uh, I wouldn't. Well, look at it this way. If the council decides to leave you in the well, you'll only have to climb back down again tomorrow. So I'd save yourself the bother and wait till tomorrow, just in case. But I... Oh, fine. That's the spirit, Rudyard. I've got my own chefs to rustle you up the best dinner you've ever tasted, and a bottle of the greatest non-alcoholic claret. I want a pudding. Apple crumble. Acceptable. You leave it with me, Rudyard. You'll be A-OK. -okay. Why are you helping me, Chapman? What's in it for you? Oh, I think you'd do the same for me if I were in your position. You know, if it really came to the crunch. No. I wouldn't. Oh. Well, in, in that case, I suppose I'm the better man. How dare you! You'll never be the better man as long as I live. You can stick your apple crumble. Fair enough. No, wait, I want it. <sighs> bon appetit, Rudyard. Enjoy yourself. So, it seems I'm stuck down here by myself for even longer than I thought. Oh, shouldn't be a problem. I can tough it out. Ah. I don't need other people. After all, they don't need me. Oh. Is that... Madeline? came to keep me company. Oh, thank you, Madeline. We're being fed soon. A slap-up dinner. Apple crumble. Yes, shouldn't be too bad. Now look here. I'd like cutlery for two, please. Some of it should be tiny. Rudyard? Oh, it's you. Having a good time at the cinema, are we?
Herbert's holding the doors open, so I can just about see the screen from here. It's Cheval Propalia Le Monde. It's said to be very compelling. Does anyone get trapped down a well? That's a risk we'll have to take. I suppose now's as good a time as any for a little culture. Oh. Can you hear, Madeline? All right, Antigone. Roll the film. And thank you. Don't mention it, Rudyard. <sighs> if only I had some popcorn. Oh, Madeline, you star. The Trouble with Rudyard was written by David K. Barnes and performed by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, and Kira Baxendale as Georgie, with additional voices by Holly Campbell and Pip Badwin. The music was composed by James Whittle, the business manager was Elizabeth Campbell, and the programme was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield. Thanks so much for listening to that episode of Overcoats. We're really glad we could get you something in the time of lockdown. Remember, that was all in aid of the WHO COVID-19 Response Fund. And you can give to that to help people around the world and at home at covid19responsefund.org. That's covid19responsefund.org. Thank you, guys. Now... Before we go, we have a few shout-outs to give for various friends of ours across the podcast industry, and the people at Multitude have sent us this to tell you about. Next stop is a new audio sitcom from Multitude. The show explores the turbulent time of your mid to late 20s, when everyone is changing around you, and you worry that you might not catch up. Across its 10-episode first season, Next Stop follows three roommates' trials through work, relationships, friendships, and more. We watch them grow together as a unit, no matter what life throws at them. For any of us who grew up watching sitcoms, there's nothing more comforting. Next Stop is a solidly 21st century sitcom that gives audiences something to laugh at without punching down. That's true. I've been binging sitcoms so hard, I think I've run out of them. Luckily, Multitude is also releasing the full budget for the show, along with a comprehensive resource on fiction podcast production, so you can learn to make your own. The first one, the one with the proposals, came out on April the 14th. Just search Next Stop in your podcast app, or go to nextstopshow.com. That's nextstopshow.com. And we've got one final shout-out to a friend of the show who's written a brand-new podcast that's just come out called Cassie and Corey. A friend called Chris Hogg. A friend called Chris Hogg who wrote Flowers for Chapman and The Social Rodyard for us wooden overcoats. Brilliant, brilliant writer. What is it? <laughs> Cassie and Corey is an audio drama and a drum and bass musical about two kids on a scooter heading to the Brit School one night in South London. Here's a trailer. Yo, Cassie! Yo, Cassie! My name is Cassie. Yo, Cassie, wake up! Come down! Hello. I'm a girl. And Corey... Oh, what's going on, Corey? Corey as well. I've left the hospital. Oh, I can see that. My mate. I've changed my mind. He's a boy. Change your mind? That's about as simple as it gets. I've got a plan. I'm going to the Brit school. I used to look at him and just get blown away by his imagination. And 
what, Dr. Simming gave you a mobility scooter as a leaving present, did she? I'm not walking there. I wouldn't make it. Like there was a massive floating island of ideas tied to his wrist by a string like a kid with a balloon. You wrecked it! It was his idea to put that night into a drum and bass musical. I'm coming down. If you like it, Lash. If you like your drum and bass, follow me. Come on, what are you waiting for? Cassie and Corey by Christopher Hawk and GTA. You forgot to tell him about me. You can find Cassie and Corey on all your normal podcast avenues, but you can also go to www.cassieandcorey.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-E. And Corey is spelled C-O-R-E-Y. Dot com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the episode and sending all our love to all of you in lockdown. And hopefully there'll be some more overcoats for you soon. Best of luck. Stay indoors. And wash, wash your hands. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>